We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Tim Allen on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show joins us. Now, this is one of those periods in the year where when they play a day game and then have an off day and then don't play till night of the next day, it just it feels so incredibly long. But we've got baseball tonight, Timmy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We have, uh, you know, higher gas prices and inflation and all that to deal with. And so it keeps us busy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you think you had a hit with Dan O'Donnell today? You're talking to Bart Winkler. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Dan O'Donnell yeah. does live streams now on Twitter where he talks into a, in, in front of a blank screen. I mean, the guy the guy couldn't be auditioning any harder for a – I mean, come on. See right through him. All right. Talk so to me about it, this Brewers team. Yeah. Um, it uh, it does seem like they do lose a little little momentum a little bit at times, to, to your point, when they do have the off day. But in this case, I do think it's, it's a good thing. I mean, we have to remember the schedule – that was that was forced upon the Brewers, which was completely out of line. Uh, not only the, you know, the, all the injuries and and those sorts of things, but it was a brutal schedule. And it, it and it's calming down now, and they're getting a little bit healthier. But then once you say that, boom, there's there's Renfro. <laughs> he goes he goes back onto the IL. They're going to have to deal with that, and they're going to have to deal with maybe a a missing link here, Bart. That. And it looks to me like they could use an outfielder. Oh, and, certainly. Yeah, and I and I thought you know to to put a bullpen arm at the top of the need list was there, but I, I don't know now. I mean, you do get Gott and Gustave back over the weekend, and that was that was great. It was a great game on Sunday to to get some of the work in for these guys. And people are saying, well, why are you using these guys on a on a blowout game, that's that's perfect to, to get them back off the IL. Go ahead, low pressure, low leverage situation. Get them some work, and then an off day, and they're all ready to go today. So that that is a good thing. But you know, I I thought the the, the biggest need might have been a bullpen arm. I, I'm starting to look at uh, possibly an outfielder as as the need here. You know where uh, you mentioned this off day coming at a good time. You know, I think that the way they won. Just the 10-4 victory where, you know, they were down and they they scored runs in different ways in the home runs, which I want to talk about. I think that just for them to have a day or two to soak it in, you know, because baseball, it's always, all right, you, you whatever happens, you play the next day. 
But when you win like that, it was such a feel-good win at home. You know, Rowdy Telez against his old team. It, it might it might be okay to let a win linger for more than just eight hours. Soak it in. Remember that you can hit at times. There are good hitters on this team. And maybe ride some of that momentum here on this little road trip. I think that that's, that's good for them. Is it just one of 162? I mean, it, it depends on the Brewer fan. You know, it, they could just say, well, it's June 20, what was it on Sunday, the 26th? It's June 26th, guys. It's one of 162. Yeah, nice win. I went to the ball game and rowdy and rowdy, rowdy, and we're chanting and he hits a couple of homers and all is good. And then, you know, we've got Summerfest every weekend and, and you know, that'll keep us keep us busy and it's, I think it's a little more than that. That was a big win. I, I, don't, I wouldn't have cared uh, if they had won, uh, you know, four to three instead of ten, ten to three, just because you buttoned up that that home stand four against St. Louis, three against the Blue Jays, with a four and three mark. You beat the Blue Jays in a three game set, and that's that's a challenging task. And they did it all while being injured a little bit, all while missing a couple of. All-star pitchers, all while starting Chichi Gonzalez. Is he still a Brewer? I haven't checked the the roster moves uh, yet, but I, I'd be surprised a little bit if if Gonzalez gets another start. Bart, I don't know. Have you thought of that? Well, no, he shouldn't. I mean, Woodruff's back today, right? So then you bump him to the pen, right? Well, do you? I mean, there's a chance they could just cut him loose. Oh, oh yeah, they could do that too. But you're not. But he would be the. He's the odd man out, right? Even though Hauser and Lauer are like trying to out suck each other. Boy, they are on bad rolls, guys. They are on bad rolls, and I don't know. And that's maybe what would retain Chichi Gonzalez. I mean, at least on a bullpen day, if you go Chichi, you know that the bar is lowered. If you can get four innings and three runs or less, you're you're doing well. Well, let me tell you, I've, I put up a poll yesterday, and this is before Woodruff came back, so. If the playoffs started now, which member of the Brewers' current pitching staff would you want to start game two? So the options, obviously, were Chi-Chi, Hauser, Lauer, and Jason Alexander. And Gonzalez in the month of June is a 7 ERA in two starts. Lauer's ERA is 6.94 in June. Look at Hauser. Hauser's is 5.86. And then Alexander gets into trouble, but he works his way out of it. So his ERA is only 3.21. 55% of the people said they wouldn't want House, uh, Lauer, Lauer, Lauer to be the game two guy. Yeah. And then 27% said Alexander. Hauser only got 14% of the vote. Well, that's what makes on the surface this rotation look a little bit weak, actually, is Hauser and Lauer being on the bad roll. They're going to bounce back. If through all of this you're maintaining nine games over 500. Through all of that, all the injuries and Hauser and Lauer doing what they're doing with regards to numbers, you are in perspective now, folks. You are in great shape. Now, you mentioned Alexander there, Bart. I don't wish this. I don't hope it's going to happen. I in no way want it to happen. That dude is a gas can waiting to happen. It is just a matter of time. Oh, yeah. This is where the numbers are defying what he's doing uh, out, out, out on the mound. And, and to have the ERA that he has through the, what, five starts now? Because he's basically, him and Hauser are basically doing the same thing, only it blows up behind Hauser, 
And Alexander right. gets the double plays for, for some reason. And you can't argue with the results necessarily. You can't you can't chastise the guy for for being successful. The ERA is the biggest thing. You hold him in the game, but you know the WHIP is a pretty important analytic, and that is going to get him at some point if that continues. You can't heading into his last start. It was one point seven. He lowered it to one point six with a bunch of traffic. One point six. That means. You're leaning on two base runners every inning. For those that don't know what a whip is, it's, it's what a pitcher allows in terms of base running, base runners on average every inning. Walks and hits, not errors, not anything else. Just walks and hits. He allows 1.6 of those every single inning. Yeah. And that, to me, the quicker he gets out of the rotation means the Brewers' rotation is in great shape. So do I cross my fingers and maybe he's that Houdini guy? Um, you know, Braden Looper, I think was the guy that we looked at uh, years ago, had a high ERA, but for whatever reason, the team won behind him. A Claudio Vargas, guys like that. He's still getting ready to throw another pitch. He was so slow. But he, uh, there's another one that for some reason the team seemed to have got the victory, and isn't that the bottom line? So I say the quicker the better for Jason to get out of the rotation. You know, some, sometimes that can be the reverse lock also. A bunch of traffic, there's two on, one out, and then he walks a guy, now the bases are loaded, there's one out, then he gets a pop-up, then he gets a ground ball, and you say, hey, good, puts up a goose egg, zero, move on to the next inning. Then it's a leadoff base hit. Then it's a walk. Now he got two on, nobody out. Gets a ground ball, double play. One on, two out. Then he then he walks a man. Now two on. T- that's Jason Alexander. I, I don't think that that is the best form of baseball. And at some point, just the baseball gods alone and the numbers are going to catch up to him. So uh, best case scenario, everyone's healthy, and then we you know get into this September pennant race. You're looking at Burns, Woodruff, let's say Freddie. And then, so how does the rotation shake out? Are we going to see more Ethan Small, do you think? I know you're Ashby. high on Ashby. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I do look Because for... then if, that, if that's the case, what is, where, where's, like, where's Lauer go? What what do you do with Hauser? I'm, like, Lauer I feel more confidence in. Yes. Hauser I, I'm nervous about. I don't, I don't know, man. You see more dominance when, when they're dominant. Who who's the more dominant pitcher, Hauser or Lauer? And you just immediately it's Lauer because when he's locked well, he had in, a few games where he went like seven eight innings with multiple double digit strikeouts. Dude is good when he's on. He's good. Now is the league adjusting to him, and that's what I think is happening. The league is adjusting to him. Hauser's he's, given me. I mean, they don't really pitch <clears> the same, but like Zach Davies results vibes. Kind of, and, and even when he's he's more of a bulldog type, so he's sort of the crossbreed between Alexander and, and Lauer to where he can get into some trouble but then bulldog his way out of it, and, and that's, that's Hauser. So it's, it, who's more capable of, of striking out 13? But yeah, maybe that's unfair because Hauser's not a real big strikeout guy. He's a ball-and-play guy. But, I mean, who, who looks the best? when they're at their best. And I think that's clearly Lauer. And and I think he's going to readjust here. He's been on the attack, maybe, Bart, a little bit too much. Third time through has really, really been a bugaboo for him. I mean, that third time through lately, 
they've been jumping all over him. He's been too aggressive in the zone. Sometimes you can be too aggressive in the zone. You got to be a little more smart about that. And I think it's the mental game. You can look at all the analytics you want on th- third time through the lineup, and and it does scream that pitchers are far less successful uh, third time through a lineup. And Council has always hung his hat on that, but the good ones find a way to adjust, and it's the mental game at that point. Well, what did what did these guys guys do their first two times up against me? What did they guess in here? And then you you kind of interface that with. I got to go with my best also. So I can't get a little too cute. I'm thinking what they're going to do. I got to go with my best. So it's a, it, it, to me, readjustment is the key. And that's where Lauer's at. He's, he's got to come back and get another game plan third time through. Talking with Tim Allen, host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. It's always good, I feel like, to, uh, at least for me, to have an enemy, like somebody at the top of the list. You me? Uh, it's been you. Um, why? Why? Uh, well, no, you're. I, th- I don't. Know. I think you've always avoided the number one spot. It was Celtics fans a few weeks ago. You know who it is right now? Brewers nerd fans. And let what me explain. Well, okay. So the other day, it's that Sunday game. Chichi gives up three in the first, and I'm like, all right, game's over, because that's what happened the other time. Chichi's gonna go his four innings, give up three, you're done. But then the Brewers score three in the in the first. Yeah. Whoa. This is fun. Okay, all right. Then the next inning, they score five, and they were doing things in that inning right away off the bat. Tyrone Beautiful. Taylor stretches out a double. He stretches awesome. out a double. Then they bunt for a hit. Then Jace is like, ah, eh, first is fine, but I'm going to steal second. And then Jonathan Davis gets out and does the same thing, and it's that, it's that word. It's that word in baseball. Baseball's got a problem right now where a word – means more than you think it does. Like, the word analytics, whenever someone sees something that they don't like in baseball, they say, well, that was analytics, if they don't understand it. And then with small ball, small ball is this, like, tainted word now. Council was asked about it, and he was like, well, I don't know if it was small ball. We were just aggressive. Like, he won't even admit that what they did. We just, I don't care how you do it. I just want guys to score. And, yes, hitting a home run is the quickest way to get a bunch of runs. What, but, are you going to get on us for hitting home runs? Council has said that, too. Yeah, but if you got guys like, if be aggressive. If the extra base is sitting there, take it. If Tyrone Taylor stretching out a double, I thought that was, like, the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, be more aggressive like that. Don't just sit, wait to get a hit, and then let the guy stand there and hope that somebody bops him home. Like, make the pitcher work. Be aggressive. And they did that Sunday, and it felt, to me, it felt like, a one-time thing. Like, they're going to go back to three true outcomes again. But I really loved that inning, that second inning. I think a lot of fans did. Oh, we, we loved it. We, we did. But then There's you got no all the question. nerd fans that are like, well, you can't keep that up because it's much it's 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 much easier to get one home run in uh, one inning than it is to get six hits in uh, in one inning. So uh, over the long term, you got to – you gotta. I mean, just shut up. Do you even enjoy this sport? Yeah. I, I, what's interesting about that inning also, you're, you're right on the money. They were aggressive in that inning. It was something different. It shook up their guy. He was like, wow. And how many times has the attack mode gone against the Brewers? All the Holy time. crap. It happened in this series. The Blue Jays have hit 20. It's how the first... Cardinals have been beating us for 10 years. Absolutely. The, the Blue Jays have hit 20 first-pitch home runs. 
in a sequence. 20. They've hit 82 in the last year and a half. 82 first pitch home runs for that team. That, that says something. The Brewers in their inning, as you said, hustle double. That was a sacrifice. That was a sacrifice bunt that turned into a beautiful bunt base hit by yeah. Jace Peterson. It was a sacrifice, and, and, and I, I believe that because you had a fresh bullpen. You had the series on the line. Council knew that everything was going good. You just had to have the lead after four innings. So I think they played for a run there. Well, why is that different than other situations? Okay, but it wasn't. We'll go with it. Um, you have a couple of stolen bases in that. What, what is even more interesting is four of the six hitters swung the bat within the first two pitches in that inning. One of them swung within the first three pitches, and then right in the middle there was Yelich, where Yelich went you know, five, six pitches, and you know, the game seems to slow down when he's at the plate because he's not a very aggressive hitter. Once in a while, take a pop at it, but strike one seems to be his thing. Uh, and he works from there. But it's the aggressive nature. You can't. Now, I will agree with the analytics on this. You can't do that every inning. That's just, that's just not going to work out every inning because what, what it does when, when you're not successful doing that, it lowers that pitch count for the opposition, and they can go deeper, and you don't tap their bullpen, and things snowball on you. You, can't, you just can't do that every inning. But uh, if, if you go strategically, like you mentioned, the Cardinals have done, I, I absolutely believe that a baseball team at times will just simply say, let's jump, let's go now, let's get on the attack mode. Whether that's an edict from, from the hitting coach, Craig Council, or the bench coach, I, I'm not sure of that. But teams do do that. They just don't do it all the time. I think you need to see more of that. And the final thing is, when you do that, I think the Brewers, in a sense, are looking for their identity a little bit this year. And I know that's a gray, real kind of subjective thing that you can say, well, I think it's this or I think it's that. Um, I think they still are. And when you have just a more energetic sort of feel to the team, Willie Adamas and smiling and ringing bells and you know doing the give me some love thing and, and all that stuff, I think that helps when you are a little more on the attack. And I think it plays well for this team. I think they want to play that way. I don't know if the, the, the governors are being put on them. I'm not sure. I, I guess that would be a, a really deep dive question. And someone would look at me like, you know, if, if I asked that to counsel, he'd be like, what are you talking about? Um, are, are you strategizing by the game, by the inning offensively? Or are you just letting these guys do what they want? They're grown men. They can make their own decisions. I, I don't agree with that. I think there should be take signs. I think there should be hit and, obviously hit and run signs. I think there's a strategy in being on the attack in a given inning. Um, so all those things play in. But I just, I just think a little more aggressive nature in baseball, keep the line moving, is the way to go. All right, Colton Wong is going to be activated today, and I was going to suggest that Obviously, Pablo Reyes will be the one sent back to Nashville. They already did that yesterday. I didn't even see that, but just looking at the transaction log. So Pablo Reyes is already down. Colton Wong will be activated. The question then becomes, do you put him back at leadoff, or is that Yelich's for the rest of the season? Because I want to keep Yelich up there. Yeah, I agree. you got to keep him there for now until the power starts coming. Some people yeah. will debate if that's ever going to come. Yeah. But he's getting on base, man. He is. 
He's, he's well, he's right starting to drive people home, even when he gets the opportunity, because there was that stretch there where he had one RBI within a month, and then the next two weeks he had two more RBI, but it was just solo shots. Now at least when there's other guys on base, Yelich might bring you home, and that's a welcome sign. Well, he didn't in that fifth inning, second and third, nobody out. That's where you want the rollover. That's where you want this this patented now, Christian Yelich, ground ball to the right side. And he got it done. He got the run home and got the runner over. That that was great. Was that circumstance? Was that just the situation he was in? You know, I don't care but because that was that was the way to go. Now, the old Christian Yelich, second and third, nobody out. Man, he'd be looking to drive one off the wall somewhere. And not to say that he wasn't, but you wonder now where that power is, and that's the, that's the final step for him, the driving the baseball, a barreled up, you know, and, and again, I went off on this uh, over the weekend, Bart. Um, let's see, how can I put this? That, I think, Tim, the way I put it, I think you could, you could probably confirm the, the way I put it, you, you want it barreled up here uh, by Christian or any other player, but let's talk about Christian. It doesn't matter to me that it was right at a guy, but look at the exit velo. It was 109 off the bat. He scalded that. That was a rocket. But some bad luck right at the guy. Or versus 104 off the bat. Do people really care? I, mean, I, have, I haven't cared at one time. I don't care. The only time I care is if like someone gets bopped in the head and they might be hurt. Yeah, do the, do the eye test. Did he barrel it up? Was it a line drive? Did it get you know um, over 15 feet in the air? No, that thing was no more than 9 feet in the air, and that ball was scalded. Okay, do you really care if it was 104 or 109? No, I don't. And that's the last thing to come for Yelich. Seems to be coming a little bit. I would recommend he gets his eyes checked, and I've said that for now a while. Um, but, it, you know, the leadoff spot has worked. So we have to credit Craig Council for that. Brewers for do play in Boston. We know they have an eye doctor, so maybe, maybe <laughs> when we go to Boston, they'll check his eyes. Because we can't afford I think, one. I think Jackie I could Bradley. refer a couple of eye specialists over to uh, yeah, Yelly. Yeah, that, that, that might work. I'm sure they have. I would imagine they have. I hope. Maybe. Hey, uh, I got I to gotta, I keep you on for a couple minutes. <clears throat> sure. Like I'm going to take a break. But okay. w- when I come back, I want to do, um, do news and notes. You got some? I got some news and notes. And I wanted Good to. Ones? Yeah, I wanted to have you. I wanted to bounce them off you. Okay, I got one that uh, has uh, Leroy Butler involved. Because when Tim Allen fills in on shows, he usually starts with news and notes. It's my favorite segment. I love the segment. Yes. Tim thinks I that love when we do it on the post game show. See, these guys are going over the top to say they love it. That means they don't like I it. I love news and notes. I really do, Tim. I know. He doesn't think I do. He thinks I'm lying. So I, it, because I, I I'm having you it. on, I was going to do news and notes after, but I just thought I'd do them with you. Let's do it. News and notes. Next. So we'll take a quick timeout. Before I do that, I want to thank Toby again. Toby bought me Wendy's yesterday because he owed me for a bet we had. But he didn't just buy me Wendy's. He upgraded the sides. He upgraded the potato wedges from medium to large. And then, but he didn't even ask me what I wanted. 
he just ordered for me, which I thought actually made me feel like love, but because he knows I like the sausage, egg, and uh, cheese. Classy act. Class but he, act. he just ordered for me, and then he ordered the large wedges, and then he got me a frosty chino, which I like, but I like chocolate. He got me vanilla, although the vanilla was very good, so I shouldn't be complaining. So, Toby, thank you, because the Warriors beat the Celtics 4-2, so he owes me two Wendy's because of the difference. He had Boston. I had uh, I had Golden State. I said, Toby, that was enough. You don't have to do it again. He says, oh, no, bet's a bet. Very loyal man, this Toby. Good man. It's Toby Altizer. Wendy's, you can check them out this morning. They've got the breakfast baconator combo, the hot honey chicken biscuit combo. Get the side of Toby, the potato wedges, and uh, and check yourself out some Wendy's this morning. News and notes. <laughs> Coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Time to check Tim Allen's news and notes. Yeah, we know they're infamous, somewhat overrated, and, well, quite frankly... Sometimes just plain old dumb. But he continues to read them. Okay, Tim, have at it if you need to. I think they're important. How come every open we have is like, McD's frustrated he's even got to read it? He's like, all right, here you go. (laughs) Wow. Rami's open was right. Oh, this jerk. Oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) All right, so news and notes. Now, I have a bunch, but you have some too? Yeah, I can start you out with a quickie. Yeah, all right. So news and notes for those that don't know. It's Tim giving you news. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's mostly in and around the sports world, but there's some kickers in here as well. Okay. Um, Give me a news and notes. We'll start with a former wide receiver in the NFL, Golden Tate, has decided to play baseball. He's going to play for the Port Angeles Lefties. Yeah. Now, this is a uh, West Coast League, a summer league. Get this. This is what the article says. It's a summer league for college players. Like the Northwoods League. How, how does that work, though? 
Well, when did Golden Tate graduate? Maybe he's got eligibility. I I suppose. If he came out early. I, I guess. Now, remember, uh, Golden Tate. Or they Tate. could just be like, uh, who cares about our rules? Golden Tate's somewhat recognizable. Let's sell tickets. Yeah, let's get I mean, these smaller towns have done worse. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, he was twice, twice drafted in baseball, uh, 2007 by the Diamondbacks, and uh, in, the, in, in the 42nd round, uh, San Francisco Giants, in, and another, another time in the 50. Uh, 50th round when they were doing 50. At Notre Dame, he played baseball, hit over uh, 320 in 55 games. So he's got some baseball in him. Did you know Pat Connaughton played baseball too? I did not know that. Yeah, Pat Connaughton played baseball. Uh, So the suspensions have come down for the fight between the Angels and the Mariners. Angels manager Phil Nevin will get 10 games in terms of a suspension. And then Mariners outfielder Jesse Winker who started the melee, will get seven. Winker's strategy was not to go after the pitcher, but instead go after the manager who sent in the signal, and I think it's about time. You know, the managers are always making these scrub pitchers do the dirty work, and then they've got a hot, heated baseball player charging at them. It's about time that the messenger was saved and Winker went after the manager. Yeah, well, this is gonna. This isn't the first, and won't be the last. That that uh, there's melees in baseball. The funniest weird... part about melees, Tim, it's it's always it's always this one was crazy because they all came in together, and then it looks like it dies down, but then it starts up again in the middle. But then on the side, there were like three separate fights of just between two guys. So it's like they're all fighting in the middle, but then somehow three separate fights happen that were bigger than the one in the middle and it's just it was just a mess in a weird way it's it's almost good for the game just in a strange way there's a strange angle to this that does give you more well if you look at like yeah not the national shows they didn't talk about Shohei Otani's great week last week they talked about this fight yeah this fight it was going on hey um uh beer beer might do a man's microbiome good this is from health day news um, God, I love new spin on the, I love it. It's putting a spin on the term beer gut here uh, that a bottle a day may do uh, some good. The gut bacteria, a clinical study of 19 healthy men, researchers found that a daily bottle of beer changed the composition of a man's gut bacteria over the course of four weeks, changed the composition uh, in, that, uh, in that gut to be more diverse which is how, in theory, well, that would be a, a good word uh, it, w- with regards to a man's gut health. So, Bart, you can start today, have a bottle of beer for the next month, and you'll, you'll, your belly will feel better. You know, you see so many of these studies where one study will tell you that it's good for you and the next it won't. That's, that's why, been milk the whole. That, that's yeah. been milk for 50 years, and that's been coffee for about 40. Coffee, wine is another yep. big one. That's yeah. why I just put everything into my body that I feel like. No limits. Okay. No limits. Whatever fits in there, I will put in there. My mouth. Well, I, never mind. Uh, so we talked about a fight in baseball. I've got another fight for you. On July 30th at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, two former first-round fantasy football draft picks will be in a boxing exhibition match. Nice. Adrian Peterson against Le'Veon Bell. 
The two will meet on the undercard of Social Gloves 2, an event promoted by YouTube star Austin McBroom. McBroom will take on fellow YouTuber Ann Essen Gibb in the main event. Rapper Blueface will fight former NBA player Nick Young on the undercard as well. So Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson, who in fantasy football drafts have gone 1-2, will now fight each other in an unsanctioned boxing match. So should they choose this as a second career, it will not be attributed to their record. Well, let me let me ask you this, Bart. Uh, do you think it's real? I mean, do you think they're really, really going at each other? Yeah, why not? I'm mean, I'm just asking. I I don't know either way. Um, I'm they're fierce competitors, obviously. Well, yeah, they just, probably want to they want to see how they're doing in boxing. Let's just go on the fact that they are trying to pummel the other guy. Here's 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 the hypocrisy in this. We talk about head injuries all the time. CTE and the head injuries in football and they're you know, we're you know, the league is trying to do their best to to prevent those and that's all good. That's that's good stuff. But yet there's another sport, which includes like these two guys, NFL guys, that the object of the game is to pummel the dude's head. <laughs> okay. So someone needs to to just point this out and I'll be the guy to do it. Why is that sport okay where you want to knock the guy silly, but yet in football we, we want to prevent the silliness? No, it doesn't make any sense. It and doesn't. I think the sports society has just decided to accept that. They, I guess they that's don't the care. bottom line, Bart. I think you're right. We've, like we've how in decided. baseball, if you take uh, PEDs, you've ruined the game forever. And then in football, if you take PEDs, you get made fun of, and then like you get suspended for a week. Yeah, and then and then you're back on you're back on the field catching touchdowns. Yeah, I'm just nah, I don't. Know. It's just something that I've always thought was inconsistent. Hey, a LeBron James situation where he came up short, and I'm not talking about a championship with the Lakers. His basketball card, this Panini card, this 2020 2021 card. There's only five of them, and and they've got you know it's the patch thing. It's got uh, a little clip of his uh, jersey from the Cavs, Heat, and Lakers. Oh, all three. They were thinking, and which is a cool card. Don't get me wrong. That, that's kind of a the, one of the coolest cards ever. They were projecting that it would go at auction. Golden was projecting uh, to break the record. The record is Honus Wagner, and that's the T209 or whatever it is, um, at uh, $6.6 million. <laughs> 6.6 for a baseball card or a sports card. It only got two point four million at auction. Sorry, oh, LeBron. Wow. What happened? Sorry, buddy. No, I'm sure he has an excuse for that too. Wow, little LeBron dig. Yeah, I. You know, I'm not a big fan of his, except on the court. On the court, he's one of the best two basketball players to ever touch a basketball. Yeah, LeBron. But outside of that, mm, I LeBron, could. I re- like. I purposely try to like LeBron. And then he keeps doing things that make me not like LeBron. Well, and, and that's part of his deal, and he, he can do what he wants. But I'm, I'm just saying that on the court, a, a man. I mean, absolute. Some would say the best. I, I say top two. Have you been enjoying at all the early Sunday baseball games that MLB is giving you on Peacock? The MLB no, Sunday leadoff. No, but I, I like it. I like their, their efforts in that. Uh, but I do need to remind folks that tomorrow morning 
the Brewers have a game. Just saying. 11 10. 11-10. So Peacock's got these Sunday morning games that start our time about 10.30, maybe 11. And this Sunday, between the Royals and the Tigers, there will be no announcers. I heard that. What you will get is an in-game reporter doing a tour of the stadium. Hmm. And I think that they have tried this before, where they try to do things that... Just give us the announcers. You know what I did like, Bart? The the Sunday night baseball conversations in the dugout. I really like that a lot. Um, I don't I know. I do. I, th- I think it's a sneak peek behind the curtain. It shows you the chill factor at times of baseball. That's what it really Do you like when they mic me. guys up during the play? During uh, if, real games, not the all-star game. I do with the right guys. I mean, if, it, if it's Brandon Phillips... Yes, for sure. But if it's another guy that's just going to say a couple of things here and there, then they edit it, and then they they play it like two innings later, and this will will let you listen in on outfielder X here. And then there's nothing there. But if you get the right guy, oh, yeah, it's super cool. Uh, I think I got two more I can do. You got any more? I do. Oh, hit me. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, MLB is now allowing teams to sell sponsor- sponsorships for CBD. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, teams were told recently that they could sell c- CBD sponsorships. Uh, the actual sponsor of the, uh, the client would have to be certified by the NSF, a global health and safety organization, to ensure the CBD product does, do not uh, contain THC. Oh. Well, that w- yeah, that would be that would be good, which causes psychoactive effects. <laughs> okay, so is that what we're calling getting high now? Yeah, psychoactive. Marijuana makes o- you feel good. Psychoactive effects. Psychoactive is, effects is what they're saying. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but it was a memo sent out to all thirty teams that they go ahead. You know, you have Charlie Blackman now uh, with a sponsorship of a, a wagering platform, uh, and and that is really against the rules in a way. Uh, he can't discuss or talk about the uh, actual wagering on baseball, but he he can he can shill for the actual platform app to make your wagers. I thought that you know this whole so thing about along. you know you're not supposed to be a baseball player and gamble, right, Pete Rose? I think ba- so. Baseball. All these guys are talking about this ten thousand dollars fantasy football league, and they don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't. Still, don't get why Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame. I agree, and I don't see why gambling isn't legal everywhere. And, and I don't anywhere. see why if you bet on your team to win that that's a problem. Well, you know what, Bart? Real quick, there, there is a scenario that does affect the players. It, it affects the game. Yeah, and cut I'll tell them you in. Why? Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. When Pete Rose was was doing that thing, the the bullpen moves that he'd be making in in today's game, knowing that he's either won or lost the bet, affects tomorrow's game. So he did hamper some players and their careers in that. Now, again, that, that's not the biggest sin. Get cut him in. All of Give this. him a cut. Well, yeah. But but if he's up eight one and he's smiling, knowing I got this wager, so I'm not using my guy. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to pull some guys. I'm going to make some bullpen moves. I'm going to, and then I'm going to double down on tomorrow. Or if you're losing eight to one, I'm just going to pitch a position player or two, 
and then I'm going to go back at it double down tomorrow. So it did impact some other baseball players and possibly their careers, Bart. I don't know, Tim. I always hear these players say, I bet on myself, and Pete Rose was not allowed to do that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he did. In the literal uh, term. Hey, Fitz Magic to join Amazon in their NFL coverage. Oh, great. Amazon Prime Video announced that Ryan Fitzpatrick will join the streaming service as an analyst for its first season of NFL coverage. He'll be part of the pregame, halftime, oh. and postgame coverage. How I was not that? going to seek out those games. Now I will. Because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Speaking of not seeking out games, the USFL is confirmed to return in 2023. Fox and NBC happy with the results. The championship game is this weekend in Canton between Birmingham and Philadelphia, Sunday, 6.30. It had better ratings than the January 6th hearing, I heard. On Fox, that's not true. And why (laughs) does that even come out of your mouth? I have a little something. Yes, Tim. It's personal. Oh, a personal news and notes. My boy Shoot. Peter Strzelecki has been sent down. Yeah, that, oh, I thought well, of you when that happened, yeah, Tim. Yeah, it, uh, it did. Heartbreaking. Oh. I should get over it by Friday, but if I don't, Tim, it's uh, you'll, you're going to need to help to uh, console me here. Yeah, have you guys, Bart? Have you talked about you know uh, the the baseballs and and may, potentially the two different baseballs that have been used and. The muddying of the baseballs and the humidors and, and no, all this. because honestly, I get confused by it. I don't know what's going I, on when. Yes, I do, I, I do don't too know. A little all bit. I know is that for the Field of Dreams game last year, they certainly rigged the baseballs. They and, wanted offense in that game. It was what eight to six. Yes, yeah, solely from a business standpoint, I kind of understand trying to regulate baseballs in one direction or the other. I from a business standpoint, not from the love of the game standpoint, but from a business standpoint, I totally understand it. But check this out. MLB memo came out uh recently, just last week, to require all teams to muddy the baseballs using the exact same technique. Now, muddying, it's the process of removing gloss from new baseballs to give pitchers a better grip. It's been used in the game for decades. In past years, uh, muddying the balls involved clubhouse attendants preparing baseballs by rubbing mud, which comes in a can, by the way. Yeah. Um, and now moving forward, they're required to rubbing, uh, rub up the baseballs, mudding the baseballs with the exact same technique. So every stadium is going to use the same technique. What is that? Uh, this was because they've uh, reviewed videos of clubhouse attendants doing this. Officials found a wide variety of muddying techniques. The proper technique, and it involves painting the full surface of the ball with the mud using two fingertips. Uh, this uh, this comes, is the most bored I've ever been. I'm not following this at then all. Then comes a very precise rubbing motion with Ooh, the ball in between both hands to get mud into the pores of the leather. Muddying the balls is a 30 or 40 second process per ball. The goal, yet another attempt to reach uniformity as, uh, uh, you know, the dozens of baseballs have been known to be different throughout the baseball parks. This comes after garnering a lot of information from players the past couple of months. So you have to take the ball in your hand, index finger and thumb, paint, get get the mud out of the can, rub it up a little bit, then you need to grab the ball in your palms like a pitcher kind of rubs up a baseball 
and muddy it for and scrub, scruffle up on it for about 30 to 40 seconds. So if baseball. I gave you some balls <laughs> to put in the palm of your hand and you got 30 seconds with them, how would you muddy my balls? Well, I would give it some tender loving care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would make sure that the entire surface is muddied up within the palm of my hand. Would you look me in the eyes? I would look into the camera. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Muddying your balls. All right. uh, Jesse's in Jackson. Jesse, what's up? Hey, good morning. Hey, so listen. So the NFL players, they are suing the NFL for head trauma, right? Then then you have these two fools that played in the NFL. Now they're going to go beat each other up with... um, with gloves. Yeah, Le'Veon and AP, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is going to cause more um, head trauma. So this is what I wanted to call and tell you. Did you know this? You can look it up. The Minnesota Vikings, since 2002, have the most crimes amongst players in the NFL. Wow. 65 of them have caused or done criminal acts. It's like, okay, so... You don't think it has a problem with you getting hit hit in the head all these times that these these players are actually doing these kinds of could, things? Could be, or or it could be, or they're just knuckleheads. Sixty-five, they average almost three players a year. It's two point six players a year having criminal acts. I would have to randomly grab sixty-five, uh, you know citizens and see what what kind of arrest records they have in the, in that same time frame to be fair that's, right that kind of that kind of yeah but these are kids that are supposed to be like going to school educated you know they have an opportunity to make millions of dollars and you just crazy hey more money more problems yeah uh, isn't that what they say that's, i want to try like, hey that's why i got a dollar in my wallet <laughs> <laughs> yep, always one buck. No more, no less. All right, well, look, at you guys have a blessed day. You too, Jesse. Thank All right, you. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Mm. All right, uh, that'll wrap up news and notes for the day, Tim. Yeah, I, I have more. We got Again, I, I'm just waiting to fill in somewhere just to get them all out of the um, Okay, yeah, we can take this to the end of the hour. Otherwise, there'd be an awkward break, and I'd come back and just say nothing. Okay, all right. You got more? Uh, I could do another one for you. All right, what you got? I'm going to grab mine. This was a news and note about John Wall. John Wall is being bought out of his contract with the Houston Rockets, and he is going to sign with the L.A. Clippers. John Wall, this was the tweet from Woj last night, John Wall is planning to sign with the Clippers once he clears waivers, but then Woj further said, "Uh, other teams are calling to pursue Wall in free agency, but his intention is to join the Clippers because, you know, Every team tampers, but the only team that ever got in trouble for it was the Milwaukee Bucks. So there were Bucks fans thinking for a moment last night, hey, John Wall, could you be a Buck? Within 10 minutes of the news, he has decided he will be a Clipper, mm. joining Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Hey, do you sleep with your pet, Bart? I do not have a pet. Okay, no pets. Uh, well, survey finds you're not alone. This is from Health Day News again. If you sleep with Fido or Fluffy, you're in good company, the survey shows. 
nearly half of the respondents to uh, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine poll said that they share their bed with a pet, and 46% of those polled said they sleep better with their pet in their bed. Only 19% said they sleep worse when their pet sleeps with them. Younger Americans are more likely to sleep with a pet, the survey says. 53% of Gen Zers said they almost always or sometimes sleep with their pet, but just 36% of baby boomers. So you would th- I would have thought that would be the other way around, but that's just me. Um, I, dogs, cat, two dogs and a cat are in bed with me every night. So more people sleep with their pets? Yeah, and, and, and it actually makes you sleep better, according to this poll. So oh. if you're not getting a good night's sleep, get a dog or a cat and tuckle in with them. Oh, wow. <laughs> How about this? A Naples man sinks two holes in one in the same round. No. Bentley Village Golf Course. Is that a putt-putt course? In, no, in Naples, Florida. The 74-year-old golfer described it as the most exciting day he has ever experienced on the course. Wow. It all started with uh, Frank Kowalski's first swing of the day. Good mm. old Frank Kowalski. Sounds like a lineman. Yeah. Um, he was uh, running late for his organized uh, weekly get-together with his buddies at Bentley Village Golf Course in, in Naples, so he did not have time to practice. Using a sand wedge on the seventh hole, is that, that seems like a short thing, right? I mean, was this a par three? Sandwich? I I guess I'm not a, I'm not a golfer. Yeah, you don't um, you don't really use a sandwich off the tee box. Well, that he did. And Some might if they're one. good. I, yeah, I just feel like that. Okay, it's in the hole. He knocked it down. Uh, it became the day became more special when on hole number fifteen he replicated that achievement with a five wood. Lo and behold, I locked I knocked that one into the cup. Kowalski said. He said he typically golfs uh, twice a week and uh, will never forget it. Two holes in one. I, you know, you ought to talk about that on your show, Bart, because I think ho- hitting a hole in one is probably more prevalent than, than we think. Because you're not a golfer, right? Well, I golf. Were you ever around a hole? I know you, you faked one. I faked one on a you, course. I know that. Yeah, right. I faked one. I don't know if you've heard the story at all. I faked one, and then... It's uh, worth repeating. Well, I mean, I just faked a hole-in-one, and I, I got a standing ovation in the clubhouse when I came back. I was 15, and uh, then I told my dad two days later, and I had to go back to the course, and I got screamed at, and <laughs> didn't go back to that course for 10 years. No. That's just... that's just. But you felt so good, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I got a standing ovation when I came back to the club. I was riddled with guilt right away. It was like, because then they're like, well, what did you shoot on 18? I said, uh, 150. Like, yeah, well, how'd you hit a hole in one? Well, lucky shot. Okay, Bart's lying. Hey, just got a few uh, tweets coming in here before I let you go, mm-hmm. if I can. Uh, Mr. Milwaukee says, please put Tim and Bart together on a daily morning show. Ratings would go up 10 points for the entertainment factor alone. We would wring each other's neck in, in a matter of probably a handful of shows, three to five shows. Uh, he, Bart Bart would lose emotional control and he would hammer me. That's very true. Yeah. Pete says, uh, "Bart, I just want to." Pete says, "I just want people to know Bart's a good man too. He had Brewers bets with me that he paid up the last few years. I did, I did. 
Uh, and it's you know how good of a man I am, too? Every time that I bet listeners and win, guess where that money goes? Right to the toy drive. I don't pocket a single dollar, so I'm a great man. Yeah, no, that is cool. That uh, is really cool. Pete B. says, has anyone ever asked where Tim Allen was on January 6th? <laughs> yeah. No, no one's asked me that. I'm being appalled is what I was. All right. Uh, Mike the Tainter says, good morning, Bart. Good morning, Tim, times two. I've been muddying my balls for years as I tend to throw a mean backdoor slider. Word on the street says that will be illegal soon. Have a great day, Bart. You too, Tim. You too, Tim. Wow. And with that, I will bid you adieu. Real quick, did you see our uh, uh, best baseball name? I was just going to mention something about that. Uh, Yeah, I did see that. As much as walking the line as we were this morning, we were walking the line yesterday in those names. Well, at least a couple of them. All right, so you guys did the uh, mock draft mockery yesterday. And let me go through. I think Sam won. Did Sam win? I, you know, I had the best name ever, and that, that should have been a shoe win. Well, Sam, I voted for Sam because he had Rusty Koontz, <laughs> which I have a card of that hangs on my fridge. Nice. He also has Coco Crisp, Cannonball Titcomb. Catfish Hunter. Uh, Kevin Holden had Stubby Clap, which is curable. Shooty Babbitt, Razor Shines, Wonderful Terrific Mons. And you had Johnny Dickshot, Jim Brewer, Nick Beerbrot, and Carl Tuffy Rhodes. Yeah, the, the fourth one got me. That should have been Razor Shines. That was taken. But the number one, that should have that that might be the best baseball name ever. Yeah. Wanna repeat it? I do not. Okay. okay. It's a real name. That's why I said it. Okay. Yeah. Well, my, my this, grandpa's name was Dick. This this is this is fun. This was fun. This was fun. I was good to do news and notes with you. Yeah. Know this that um, I don't believe we'll ever do a show together, like on a permanent basis, yeah. right, Bart? Yeah. Well, the last time you had a show it was with Rami, which was branded crazily and then you did it for two weeks so well a couple months it okay was a few months okay that i mean it got good ratings yeah it got it got uh rami off to a good start i am desperately trying to get you off the air so tim um you ready for uh more post game action i'll be with you friday <laughs> i'm just doing this to pester i know right now. you should see him right now <laughs> no i don't it's it's been my dream my whole life to have my own show. Why 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 should I no? Why should I, I let I it be hijacked? I agree. There's something to be said about doing doing the solo act. No, yep. I've been there. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone, uh, make sure you wish Bart a happy good day today. Since I ruffled his feathers a little bit. Yep. And uh, it's good to be alive today. Wow. Bye now. You're unbelievable. You are. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're so stupid. Like your 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 depth of knowledge is so limited. Bye, Tim. Bye. Love you. Jeez. I love Wendy's. I'll tell you that. And you can love Wendy's this morning too. Get the breakfast baconator combo. Maybe the hot honey chicken biscuit combo, sweet with a kick of heat. Do get the side of Toby. Gotta get that side of Toby. An extra big one, too. Oh, yeah, he got me extra big one. <laughs> you got me an egg. You got me a large. You got me large wedges. Thank you. <laughs>
And a frosty chino. We're back in just a couple minutes. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.